Amen. Amen. Thank you, Bella. Thank you, Living Waters. Good morning, everyone. Wow. So good to see each of you this morning. How's everybody doing today? Doing all right? Yeah, you're in church. That's a plus. That's a bonus. Thank you. Thank you. All of our friends online, we want to say uh, good morning and welcome to you as well. Thank you for joining us in worship today. As I start this morning, you know, it's, as I reflect, it's been a year since this whole COVID pandemic uh, began, about a year ago. And so I don't know about you, but sometimes when a, when a certain time it passes by, I, I, I kind of reflect on things. Like at the beginning of a new year, I reflect and I, I think about what's all, all that's transpired. And so if you allow me this morning, uh, just to share with you just a few thoughts, but so it's a year later, and here's a few takeaways. It's personal, personal takeaways for myself. And they're just little bullet points here. I'm not going to expound on them. Family truly matters. Life is truly short. I worked with an incredible, talented team here at Croc Center Hawaii. We're so proud of our son, Micaiah, who graduated from college this year and earned his bachelor's degree, but sad that we weren't able to celebrate with him. The word Zoom is my new four-letter word. I miss potlucks. I'm so blessed to be a part of Croc Church. You guys are amazing, and God never ceases to amaze me. I've lost too many friends and colleagues and acquaintances to death, some COVID-related, but most to other causes. Cherish your loved ones and friends. I'm so proud of our daughter Gabby, who graduated from high school and has left home for college. Debbie and I are now empty nesters, and we love it. <laughs> we do. WandaVision, WandaVision, WandaVision. Some of you won't get it. That's okay. I love my children and wife deeper than ever before. Thanks to wearing a mask every day, I haven't had a cold in a whole year. It's amazing. I'm grateful for our tech team for bringing church online every week. Thank you, guys. And did I mention, I miss potlucks. <laughs> I really do. That's why I wrote it down twice. And I'm proud of the work that the Croc Center has done to reach out and serve our community during this pandemic. And you know what? No matter what kind of year it's been, I know that God loves me and that he is still in control. And finally, finally, I may not know much, but I do know what on earth I am here for, and I hope you know that as well. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, thank you this morning. Thank you, thank you, thank you that we can gather together like this with brothers and sisters and even join with our family online as well to worship you, to lift you up. And Lord, I just thank you for our worship team this morning and how they ushered us into your presence. And Father, you are still here with us 
And we thank you, Father, for that. Even, Lord, as we look back over the past year, in spite of everything that has happened, you are still on the throne. And we thank you, Father, and we worship you. Thank you, Father, for being faithful to us. And, Father, as we've, we've studied the purposes that you have for our lives, I pray, Father, that as we've grown, as we've learned, as we've transformed because of your presence in our lives, I pray, Father, that we'll continue to do that. So thank you again, Father. Be with us this morning as we look further into your word, as we hear the stories of lives that have been transformed, the way that you have impacted so many people's lives. We give you praise and honor and thanksgiving, and I pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, this morning is a time of celebration. I don't know if you've noticed the balloons, but it's a time of celebration. Why? Because we've been on a journey for the last six weeks. We've, uh, we've been on this journey, and we've been asking ourselves that question, what on earth am I here for? Does my life matter? What is my purpose in life? And I want to thank you for many of you have taken part in our churchwide campaign, and you've done your daily readings. You've taken the time each day to, to spend a few moments reading the material, studying it, praying over it. I thank you for, for joining in, in sort of small groups and times where you can just talk about it and discuss questions and ask and listen and pray. So thank you for doing that. And, and some of you may have not been able to um, read the book every day or perhaps join in a group. It's never too late to do that. You can still catch up with the book. You can still dig down deeper. There's lots and lots of material in the book, What on Earth Am I Here For? I believe we still have a few more copies left, so if you haven't received them, if you're visiting with us for the first time, we'd love to share that with you, and you can pick one up on the way out. Hopefully we have a few more copies left. But I hope that this is not the end of the journey, that it's just the beginning, that you'll continue to dig into God's Word, that you continue to discover God's will and God's purpose for your life. And so again, I just want to thank you for those who've participated, and I know that you've been, uh, you've been changed. And we're going to hear some stories, we're going to hear some testimonies this morning that we've recorded on video about some of those things that have taken place in people's lives over the last six weeks. But the question is, what is God's purpose for my life? What is his calling in my life? And just as a review, we focused on that verse, which I I'm sure is very familiar with, with many of you. And that's Romans chapter 8, verse 28. And, um, and so this is what it says. And we know that God causes all things to work together for good to those who love God and to those who are called according to his purpose. And so that's what we've been looking at. We've been looking at the fact that God has called us for his purpose. I am called for God's purpose, not my own, it's not my plan, it's not my purpose, it's God's purpose, and it's his purpose for you and for me. And so we discovered in the last few weeks that there were five purposes, and I'm not gonna uh, go through every one of them in depth, I'm just gonna uh, glance over it, but you can see the banners that we have here on the stage. Those five purposes that we've studied also happen to be the five core values of our church. And they all kind of coincide. And a core value is something that you, you try to live out every day. And if you keep on doing that, if you keep being intentional 
about trying to live your life and trying to uh, uh, have the church live that life based on those core values, hopefully over time, it becomes second nature and it just becomes part of the, the environment, it becomes part of the culture um, of, of the church, it becomes part of the culture of your family, it becomes part of the culture of your own individual life as you base your life on these values. So the first purpose in life is really that we were planned for God's pleasure, which means it's worship. God loves us with an everlasting love, and he loved us even before the world was created. I've loved you with an everlasting love, a love that never ends, also a love that never begins. And because he loves us in response to his love, out of gratitude for his love for us, we respond by loving him in return. And that is called worship. And so whatever we do, whatever we think, whatever's down in the deepest depths of our heart, the intentions, the motives of everything we do should stem out of a gratitude to the Lord. And we can love God that way. The greatest commandment says to love the Lord your God with all your heart and mind and soul and strength. And when you do that, that is worship. Our first purpose is to be loved by God and to bring him pleasure. And when you worship God, you bring God pleasure. You make him smile. You make him happy. He is well pleased. <clears throat> and then our second purpose is this. It's to love people. It's to love others. We love God first, then we love people next. You were formed for God's family. And that's fellowship. That's fellowship. If you have to remember, God is a God who loves to be in a relationship. He's not just some foreign force entity millions of miles away. He's a personal God. And he wants to get to know each and every one of us in a very, very personal way. And so he's giving us his family. That's what fellowship is. We are all part of God's family if we choose to be, right? All those who received him and believed in his name, he gave the right to become children of God. So we've all been given the opportunity become, to become part of God's family. And once we do that, once we make that decision, then we become part of this fellowship. And that's what our second purpose is. It's to fellowship, to live in unity with one another. And you'll hear some testimonies about that later on today. And then our third purpose is simply this, God wants, to, God wants us to grow in Christ. We were created to become like Christ. The word Christian means little Christ. Our goal, we should be striving each and every day if we're a follower of Jesus, is to become more and more and more like Jesus Christ. In our character, in our thought life, in how we live our lives, in our relationships, how we respond to situations and circumstances that we find ourselves in, to have the mind of Christ. And so that's what our third purpose is, is to grow in Christ, and that's discipleship. It's learning and growing. You do that as you study the God's Word, as you meet in small groups together. We grow, and we share our faith. And so we've got to remember God's not finished with me yet. We still all need to grow, and so that's discipleship. And then the fourth, the fourth purpose is for us to serve 
We were shaped to serve, and that's ministry. It's like Jesus. Jesus came to this earth not to be served, but to serve. And you were put on this earth to make, to make a contribution. You should be a contributor and not a consumer to make a difference in this world and in this life. To not just take things, but to give. And so many of you are already serving. But that's, you found your purpose in that as well. And we discovered that when we talked about our shape, S-H-A-P-E. And that stands for S, our spiritual gifts. God has gifted each and every one of us with spiritual gifts. And we need to be good stewards of those gifts and use them. H stands for heart, our passion. Again, God has gifted you with some passions that you're very passionate about. And so that becomes part of who you are, your spiritual gifts, your passions, A, your abilities that you have, some natural abilities you have, some learned abilities as well. P is your personality. We all have unique personalities. And E stands for experience. So all these things put together forms our shape. That's who God made us to be. We're all unique. And he's created us and shaped us that way. Why? To serve to serve him, to serve others. And so that's the fourth purpose. And as you serve, and many of you have discovered that as you've blessed someone and served someone, you in return have received a greater blessing. So it is more blessed to give than it is to receive. So that's our fourth purpose, which is to serve. And then the final purpose, and uh, Matt spoke about this last week. The purpose is that you were made for a mission. You are made for a mission. You have an assignment, a God-ordained assignment. And then God wants to send us out to be sent to spread the good news of Jesus Christ. And that's evangelism. That's telling others about Jesus. Jesus said, as the Father has sent me, I'm sending you. And telling others how they can have eternal life really is the greatest thing you could ever do for anyone else, to bring others to Christ. It's part of the Great Commission to go and make disciples of all nations. So that's the fifth purpose, is that we were made for a mission, and that we need to be obedient to that, and find God's calling in that. And so I've briefly gone over the five purposes, but what's the next step? Well, now that you know God's purpose for your life, we need to live it out. It's not just good enough to know it, or to learn it, or even just to talk about it or discuss it, we've got to start living that out. And you'll hear and you'll see in these testimonies how people are actually living out some of these purposes in their life right now. But as we talk about these five purposes, it's important that we keep them all in balance. Sometimes it's easy to get those things out of balance in our lives. Sometimes you just kind of focus on one thing that we really like or that we're really passionate about, and then we forget the other things. But it's so important to have all of these five purposes uh, being activated in our lives. And so to keep this in balance, I just want to share with you briefly before we have the testimonies, just some takeaways. We normally do this at the end of the service, but I want to do this now. So if you want to take these down, and you'll, you'll see it up on the, uh, the screen as well. But here's some takeaways in, on how to help us to keep things in balance. Also, how do we keep growing? It's been great. We've had a wonderful time through this campaign. And sometimes when the campaign is over, we just kind of set the book aside. We kind of forget about things. We kind of go back to the normal routine. 
But what can we do to help us to continue to grow, to continue to focus uh, on these things that were so important in our life? So here's just four short things that hopefully can help you uh, to keep focused, uh, to keep on track, to keep in balance as well. The first thing is, number one, talk it through with a spiritual partner or a small group. Many of you are already in small groups, and I, and, I, and I encourage you to continue to do that, continue to meet, continue to pray together, continue to listen to each other, encourage each other. You know, the best way to internalize the principles of what we've studied is to discuss them with others in a small group setting. The Bible says, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. We learn best in community. That is so important. And we've been trying to focus on that here in our church. And we want everybody to get involved in a small group setting. Even if it's only three or four of you. What you receive for an hour on Sunday morning, it's not enough to help us to live this purpose-filled life. We need to be involved on a more regular basis in a smaller group setting for encouragement, for accountability. Uh, so I encourage you to do that. We learn best in community. Our minds are sharpened and our convictions are deepened through conversations with others. And you'll hear that in the testimonies this morning. Second takeaway, give yourself a regular spiritual checkup. Give yourself a regular spiritual checkup. The best way to balance the five purposes in your life is to evaluate yourselves periodically. You know that God places a high value on the habit of self-evaluation? The Bible says this in 2 Corinthians, and this is the message version. It says, test yourselves to make sure you are solid in the faith. Don't drift along taking everything for granted. Give yourselves regular checkups. Test it out. If you fail the test, do something about it. You know, we all get physical checkups. When you go to the doctors, you take your blood pressure, your pulse, your temperature, your oxygen intake, they weigh you. For our spiritual health, we need to do regular checkups. And what do we check up? We check up the five vital signs, which is our five core values, which is the five purposes. We check up on how are we at worship? How are we at fellowship? At how are we growing in, in our character to be more and more like Jesus Christ? How am I doing in my, my ministry and my serving? How am I doing in my mission? Am I on mission with God? Ask ourselves those questions. Be honest. Share that in your group as well. Jeremiah said in Lamentations, he said, let's take a good look at the way we're living and then reorder our lives under God. Self-evaluation, self-awareness. See where we are in the spectrum, if we're moving along or if we're, we're heading down or we're going up or whatever we're doing. But ask yourselves and be honest with yourselves. And then the third takeaway, write down your progress in a journal. One of the best ways to reinforce your progress is fulfilling, in fulfilling God's purpose for your life is to keep a spiritual journal. Now this is more, this is just not a diary of events that takes place in your life, but it's the record of the life lessons that you don't want to forget. And as you grow in your walk, there'll be many, many life lessons along the way. It's good to record them, to write them down, to go back and to reflect on them as well, to see where God has led you in the past. 
and gives you faith and hope and confidence that he will continue to lead you in the future. It says this in Numbers 33. At the Lord's command, Moses recorded the stages in their journey. This is their journey as they, the children of Israel traveled around through the, uh, through the wilderness. See, your life is a journey. Our life is a journey, and a journey deserves a journal. And I hope you will write about the stages of your spiritual journey, both the growing times, the stagnant times, the ups, downs, the highs, and the lows. Journal it. Write about it. Reflect on it. You see, whenever problems or roadblocks occur in our life, remember that God uses them to fulfill all of these five purposes in your life. Problems, obstacles, roadblocks, forces you to focus on God. It forces you to draw you closer and others in fellowship, to build Christ-like character, to provide you with a ministry, and to give you a testimony. Our testimonies are the greatest when we can come through our struggles and give God the glory. And so every problem that we have is purpose-driven. It's purpose-driven. So journal. Don't be afraid to do that. And then the fourth thing is pass on what you know to others. Pass it on. Share it with others. If you want to keep growing, the best way to learn more is to pass on what you've already learned. It says this in Proverbs 11. The one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. Those who help others are helped. The more you bless others by sharing your story, your testimony, your insights with them, the more that you will be blessed. You know, you probably know lots of people who do not know the purpose of life. Share with them these truths that you've learned. Don't keep it to yourself. You know they're struggling or they're uncertain of why am I here on this earth? Share with them. Tell them what you've discovered. Could be your children, your friends, your neighbors, those you work with. Many of you have done that already during these past six weeks, and I know that you have been blessed and that you've grown yourself. So here's just a few takeaways, and hopefully we'll not forget this, but this will just be the beginning of the journey. I want you to just sit back, and we have a, a, a number of testimonies that people have shared of how our study has impacted them and how being involved and learning some of these principles and the purposes and being involved in relationships and small group settings, how they've impacted them. And as you watch and as you listen, I encourage you to think about your own story. Think about how God has been speaking speaking to you during these last few weeks and how God has been changing your life. Bow your heads in prayer. And just savor the moment. Allow God's Holy Spirit 
speak to your heart. It's all about Jesus, isn't it? He created us, designed us, purposed us to bring him honor and glory. And so as the team sings this last song, Jesus at the center of it all, it is our prayer this morning that Jesus is at the center of your life. And if he's not, for whatever reason, make it so. Take one step closer to him. Allow him to take one step closer to you. And pray this morning and perhaps make a fresh commitment to him. To say, yes, Lord, I will live on purpose, on your purposes, Lord. Thank you, Father. Speak to us, Lord, now as we spend these last final moments together. Speak to our hearts, Lord. Thank you.